Namaste. Welcome to the Indian Wellness Podcast by Vitality Hours. Here we talk about all things wellness from the great Indian sciences, Ayurveda and astrology to natural beauty, alternate medicine, holistic healing and a whole lot more. Join Carol and me Nadia as we explore the best tools and practices that ensure you look good, live better and feel great. Hello everyone, welcome to the Vitality Hours podcast and we are talking about the law of karma today with uh, Bani Singh who is a Jyotish teacher. So let's get right into it. Hi Bani. Hi. So Bani, this is one of the things I think which is extremely intriguing to a lot of people. Like what is karma? What is this law of cause and effect? How does astrology explain it? So I think that um First and foremost, Jyotish is based on the law of karma. Uh, that's very central to it. So when you say uh, karma, you're basically talking about an action, right? And uh, that this action actually has a um, very concrete connection between what is being done right now and what's likely to happen in the future. So there is um, this sort of feeling that, you know, things don't happen in a very haphazard way. Uh, things happen in a very orderly way and that is what karma tells you because there is a connection between what i do today and what is likely to happen tomorrow so for instance say i you know sow a seed yeah and when that seed will you know there will be a stem that will come up and then there probably be leaves and flowers and what not but if i sow a rice seed i will get rice I'm not likely to get mangoes out of it mm-hmm. so the same sort of seed produces the same sort of flower or fruit right and that is what karma is that knowing that i mean i will sow what i want to reap so again uh, karma is basically telling you that action and your action and if it is your action then whose responsibility is it it's basically your responsibility yeah. so that's the basis of of jyotish because when we look at um, a birth chart we're looking at your map of karma it's very intricately weaved in a horoscope so that's what we're basically studying because even within karma if you get a little deeper into it you don't just act right yeah there yes. is a desire yes then there's a thought and then you act so say i want to buy a pair of shoes um i'll say okay i i desire this pair of shoes so i'm just going to i'm probably going to go to the market tomorrow i'm going to buy it and then i act and then i have that pair of shoes but it all stems from this desire so desires thought and then action it's not just it's not just action right it's it's these three chords that are tied very closely to each other now um when you talk of thought for instance thought is what will make your character that is karma because what i think is how i'm likely to become so even within jyotish um there is this sort of um belief that I'm acting today because I had certain thoughts in previous lifetimes. Okay. So how I think today will be my tomorrow. So thought is very important because that's what really shapes your character and that is also karma. Mhm. Even when you talk of say desire, right? In desire um you know it's like a it's like a magnet desires will always a desire will attract an object right and for different people it's different like different things. latent desire right yeah. some things are just innate you don't know why you desire them yeah but there is a reason for it okay. and you are attracted to it for a reason like for, like if you really want to 
you want knowledge you will get that opportunity at some point in your journey to 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 have that or if it is wealth that you want if you want to be really tall or you want to be whatever so you know it'll happen for you because it's a desire it's very strong but where karma sort of comes in here is if i know that there are certain desires of mine that are creating unhappiness for people around me and if i really um get deep and i think about it then if i don't desire those things i'm likely to a not cause that kind of hurt that pain mm-hmm. and that's how i am using my free will to then not create negative karma so right. karma is basically action you got to be really conscious about how you act what you're thinking about what you desire because i think that the root cause of all of our issues is our desires yeah right so if we are aware that something's not working something that i want is not probably in resonance with you know i'm not talking about something so you know yeah uh, say for example you want to like i don't know there could be a desire to have multiple um, sexual partners but sure. you you've committed to a certain person i presume this is something that happens to what many of us you've committed to a certain person and so perhaps those desires are then in some sense hurting the other person that you have committed to and they might hurt you tomorrow and they might hurt you tomorrow yeah but um desires uh, have to be checked and that's where um you know you can't just say that this is a birth chart it's static it's in my karma and so i have to go yeah, through it yeah that's what like what is the connection between say free will and karma because how you define karma how you explain karma to me is essentially a lot uh, it's interlinked with your destiny right yeah. you're saying there's certain things that um i mean your present choices are in completely linked to what happens in the future sure and a lot of people just take that as destiny and when you talk about destiny there's a there's a finality to it right it doesn't seem as open ended and the kind of freedom that in the way that you describe karma because karma comes across as okay you're in charge of your life you're in charge of your desires you're in charge of your thoughts and your actions but when you talk about destiny it's something like this was fated to happen to Yeah. And so what is this interconnection between say free will and karma and destiny? So when you talk of the law of karma it has certain basics you know yeah. you have to get out of the way which is that firstly there is reincarnation okay, okay? and um, this is not just the only life your life will live and then um the fact that you and I have to act from the morning from the morning <laughs> we get up we are acting you cannot escape action yeah. right So at the morning I get up, I'm speaking with my husband, I'm speaking with my kids. I'm doing action all day, right? Yeah. Till till the time I shut my eyes at night. And the other thing is that I will have to enjoy the fruits or suffer that action, yeah. right? So these three things are set. Yes. Now, karma is of three types. Karma is not just one big word, but it also has different layers. Yeah. So there's prarabdh karma, there is sanchit karma, and there's agamya karma. Okay. and um the first one which is sanchit talks about your total accumulated karmic debt which you carry from many lifetimes okay, okay. so imagine like this big bag of rice okay yeah now you are given a small portion of that for a particular lifetime okay. you know it's like you don't know which portion you're getting <laughs> okay it's just <laughs> yeah you get that yeah. okay and that kind of sets 
uh, sets you up for what you're likely to go through in this particular life. But how you act today is going to make your agami karma, which is your future karma. Okay. Now this pradabd is very important because when we do jyotish, we're looking at a lot of the pradabd. It's it's a kind of a map of your pradabd karma. Okay. Because this is the portion of that. that uh, you know so you're looking at the whole and this is one part of that and that's your the whole i don't know i don't know what's in that bag yeah okay i don't have access to it i just know that it's there okay. and i've been given a portion of it it's not that i could choose and say no this year this time i don't want to deal <laughs> yeah. with this and this time i don't want to deal with that but it's more um you just given a portion of it so hey honey this is what you have to deal with in this lifetime so that's where this whole destiny thing comes in okay mm-hmm. but karma is not just this happening to me and that happening to me it's also how i choose to respond to what is happening to me that's where i'm making that action a negative karma or positive karma so say x something has to happen it's not very positive yeah if i choose to stoically deal with it i use my free will i used to sort of rise above that karmic pattern that's my free will right yeah. and that will only come if i'm aware that hey let me still take two steps back from this situation and not react mm-hmm. if someone screaming and shouting at me maybe i don't also scream and shout at them and say okay peace out i'm 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 out here you know so not create that further um negativity for myself so i have to do, deal with x amount but how i choose to deal with that x amount is also very important so so many people will say hey you know such a lovely person and they had a uh, difficult very difficult circumstances and then yeah. like but then that's their sanchit because what sanchit karma does which is that accumulation mm-hmm. accumulated karmic debt of ours uh will place us in a particular family will give us a set of parents it's not like i chose my parents or i choose my siblings right yeah. i land up in a situation basis my sanchit karma i get i i find a home i have a set of parents i have an environment and that environment is very specific to how i have to deal with my prarabdh the yeah. karmic that you know the karmic patterns that i have so that it's it's a really complicated thing yeah you know and many a times like people talk about bad karma oh, oh i must have done something terrible no many a times bad karma also means that uh, you're being put in situations of pain of struggle of obstacles to sort of um get you to become more deeper more spiritual or to get into more spiritual Rise practices it, yeah and find a greater inner strength yes i mean, to speed up your karmic debt to get over your karmic debt very quickly because suffering is very important at some point of time yeah. i mean that's why saturn is seen as such a negative planet but he's not but the only thing about saturn is that he knows he knows what suffering is he knows what pain is Why do we always say that for Saturn, doing some kind of spending time with old people is a good thing? Because he knows what it's like to be an outcast, to feel lonely, yeah. right? So there is a—that's the thing that you have to um, don't just see karma as this black and white thing. It's—it's it's not. But I think that the study of Jyotish, at least um, for me personally, and I—I—I still call myself a student of Jyotish, uh, is. awareness awareness at of my action and not just how i'm acting but also how i'm thinking because even there i'm creating karma for myself thoughts yeah. create karma 
desires create karma so being careful of all of these things being aware at least at least realizing that something like this exists i think is um is very constructive going forward for your life for your journey so i mean that's what like in the um olden times you know an astrologer was almost as important as a doctor you know having a family doctor and a family astrologer who kind of perhaps just acts as a guide to tell you how how you can sort kind of maneuver certain things that might happen in your life uh for example you know i mean there are people that you know who've lost someone a loved one in their lives and you might see two people dealing with that loss in completely different ways and in one way it might be constructive and positive and for somebody else it might be a lot more about wallow and pity and like why is this happening to me and like you said pain and suffering is something that everyone faces in their life now to the degree or extent of that is of course very different from person to person um and i like how how you explain that that's where you know your free will comes in how you choose to react to your karmic patterns but say that there is a lot of um, say you come with a heavy karmic debt into this lifetime um and you do know and you're aware that perhaps an astrologer tells you or you or, or you know that you are going to suffer from certain losses or certain you know a period of suffering um Is there any ways, any remedy to change that? Because you know, astrologers constantly be like, you know, wear this, wear this gemstone, do this puja, uh, you know, worship X Y Z, you know, Lord. Do these things actually help to alleviate that karmic debt, or is that inevitable? Or do they provide you some inner strength for you to react better to, to that pattern? So the thing about um, karma then is that it does fructify. It will. always fructify but it works not like the physical plane you know like if i push a car you will see it go forward yeah. and obviously if i push a car it won't <laughs> but if someone else it will go forward yeah. right but if i do something positive i don't know when i'm going to get the phal of that right yeah. i don't know in what form it's going to come back but it will it will that in some lifetime at some point in yeah life. so it works very very differently in that sense but um if i say uh, you know carol change what you did in the last hour can you so when an action has been done then it's been done but i can change it in the next one hour i mean i can choose to do something that's perhaps better in the next one hour sure but my point is that becomes your sanchit then your past action is now recorded in your sanchit okay. so you got to look at karma or at least i do like a bank account you know your bank balance you have a credit balance you have a debit balance certain actions will add to that there'll be a debit yeah. and then certain actions will have credit mm-hmm. now when you talk of uh, worship or this thing uh, you know some kind of pujas and things like that um only do it if you really feel it in the sense that uh, any kind of sadhana is like medicine for your soul yeah right and yes it does make you feel better if you're just going to do it as a remedy then that's different but um when you do it from the when you really connect with the grahas the planets right yeah you understand them you understand what they're trying to do mm-hmm. okay you're able to uh, like the role of a jyotish has always been yeah. of a counselor basically 
Most people who come to me, it's just counseling, and you know, you've got to find the positive in everyone. And there is something positive in everyone's life. Yeah, you know, and you've got to. The role of a of a jyotish is to suss that out, to find, hey, what is positive, what is the constructive potential in this horoscope. Hmm. Okay, and bring that out. Because anyone who comes to you will come with some kind kind of problem. They're not coming yeah. because they're having a you know great time. Yeah. There is some issue, right? And to bring that out and say, hey, if you do this, you know, this is a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. There's a better time frame here. Or okay, you're feeling the way you're feeling. Just another two months. Yeah, hang in there. Hang in It'll there. Get it's you're almost over. I mean, it's almost over. Yeah. You know. So that hand holding, that support. But not to then just you know uh, psychologically prey on someone. That's not what a jyotish is. If any jyotish incites any kind of fear in you, then that's not someone you should be speaking with, because it's not about fear. It's about understanding that okay, this may be X amount of period, but there is a lot you can do. One of the best, um, and I, I mean I don't like to call it a remedy, but any kind of service. Yeah, of course. Service will a help you get your mind off what you're dealing with, mm-hmm. right? And um, that's the sixth house, which is um, the house of. So we have twelve houses in the horoscope yeah. that talk of various parts of our lives. Lives. Okay, and there's so many. So mm-hmm. one house will have multiple things that yeah. it talks about. The sixth house talks about us uh, conquering the six. You know, the shadaripu. So things like jealousy and anger and greed and and and. and Attachment, excessive attachment. Mm-hmm. So for that, service is one of the best remedies. But you're like, it's not just all about me. Yeah. You know, to be able to again connect. It's at the end of the day serving a collective. And yes. I think, like you're also sick, and so am I. And I feel like that is one of the um, the key, you know, cornerstones of Sikhism, which is like seva. You yes. Know? I mean, it, when you're going through a really hard time, all you do is go and uh, volunteer your time. Yeah. You know. Uh, and that's available to anyone, despite uh, their class and you know amount of resources they have or not. But I wanted to check with you on on another thing that you know often and, and it's very colloquially said like oh that's like bad karma, you know um if uh, sometimes it's also about taking on someone else's karma. So you know which is why when 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 two people are getting married there's a union. Astrologers say it's really important to connect the gunas, the sun, and the other, because apparently your your partner takes on. Do they take on some of your karma? Do you take on karma from your parents, from your siblings, people who are close to you, from a partner? Yeah, I mean, from take on karma in the sense we all have interlinked destinies. Yeah, we all have. I mean, um, uh, funnily enough, this is something that I was just doing a few days ago, uh, some some research on this, and um, uh, you will see. Say there's been a loss in a particular family, you will see that the birth charts talk about it. Again, that Sanchit karma bringing you into one home, interlinked destinies, all of that is there. Many a times, uh, yes, you do take on karma. It yeah. flows from family to family. Look at certain families; they have very similar love, uh, destinies. Yeah, you know, like freak things that happen yeah. from generation to generation. Okay. So um, yeah, there is everything is linked. Everything is connected. Yeah, you know, you can't live in <laughs> how complex and how simple in yeah. some ways, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we talk about DNA and we talk about 
therapy, genetics and all of that, like your whole, I mean, perhaps, I mean, your karma is also directly then linked to your ancestors. Yeah, of course, which is why we do the whole shraad, you know, yeah. where, where we're the fortnight of the ancestors, right? Like the Amavasya, which is uh, the no moon day or the new moon day, yeah. as people say. Um, is all about worship to ancestors. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, that, that, that's the thing. That's the law. And the ancestors play a really big role because we have so much to be grateful to them for. One thing is, yes, our DNA. Yes. And then, of course, the material things that they pass on, and um, that's what is Pitrupaksh. Okay. Right. Yeah. So something that um, is very important to do. But again, if you're going to see it as a ritual, it's not a ritual. You did have grandparents. Yeah. There's no harm in taking 15 minutes aside and thinking about them and being thankful and grateful. Yeah. And wishing them well in their journey. Yeah, and it's a simple act, but you're saying that it should, of course, come from a space of a real emotion. I mean, not emotion, but a genuine feeling and not necessarily something that you're doing just because you've been told yeah, to do I it mean, the, the, the mindlessly. Basically, there needs to be mindfulness attached awareness. To you know, yeah. we have so many uh, beautiful, um, again, they're called rituals, but I wouldn't say rituals. Uh, s- such beautiful, um, can't get the word for it, um, history and, 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 and the depth of everything. It's, it's just amazing if you go deeper and deeper. Uh, so, Yes, I've seen Shraad happening in my home, but when I actually learned what it was about, uh, it really humbled me. It, it, it was so profound, you know. Yeah. So to, instead of seeing everything like a ritual, yeah. first understand what it is that you're trying to fix, why are you trying to fix it, and what is the, um, what's going to happen if you do something, say you're doing it for eight Mondays, or you're doing it for 12, yeah. whatever. Like there's a famous satin fast that goes on for more than three months every Saturday. But um, you can't be cribbing through it, no, and saying, oh my God, I have to do it. Don't do it then. But for me, it comes from a space of connecting with that energy and what it's, you know, trying to uh, at least, um, you know, every energy is trying to invoke something in you. It's trying to get you to connect with some part of you. Yeah. So you have to be aware now. If you're not aware of that only, then yeah, you will see it just like as empty a ritual, random, and yeah. empty rituals, which is yeah. what they're called. Yeah. Which is often, I think, like in in our modern day lives, we've forgotten the the reason or the or the real uh, science or philosophy behind a lot of the things that happen. Like you mentioned about shards. I think even though a lot of people follow it in India, very few actually know how you just explain why are we actually thinking about ancestors and yeah. how does it relate to our lives today. Um, what is the one thing that you would say about karma? Um, if you have to leave uh, you know, leave the listeners with one, say, I wouldn't say piece of advice, but something that's so crucial that you should remember about karma in your life so that it just reminds you to uh, perhaps take, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong choice, but reminds you to, to, to be aware and and, and know that okay, every action is going to at some point be logged, and and uh, you know there will be an accumulation. Um, I think that everyone there is a universal code of conduct. I think that 
if you just say that oh i, I think that's right or, i don't know you may not think it is but i think it is no there is a universal code of conduct there are things that you don't do i think that our whole philosophy uh, and vedic philosophy is built on the premise of seva and sacrifice like each element of nature mm-hmm. is geared up to give yeah right sun doesn't send you a check every month saying hey i come up every morning so i need my hafta uh, or you know similarly with the rivers or anything they're all giving like you can't just see it. it's it, it's part of nature it's part of you mm-hmm. so you have to live in harmony you've got to live in harmony with everyone and everything and you have to give back yeah i think that's a really really important point because i think so much about today is about and 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 while that's very important it's it's being misread like self love being self centered to some extent and always looking at the self no i get yeah, it in context to the universe you know or in context to everyone around i think that many times it translates into a sort of like self centered approach yeah if i want to do this i'm going to do it i don't care what anyone else exactly. and that, i don't think that, that i want works. to manifest this for myself without yeah. looking at what the repercussions could be for see like you mentioned the interlinked uh, network of human beings around correct like loka samasta subhina bhavantu i be happy every ant be happy every form of nature be happy everyone stay happy everyone seem blessed that is i mean something that i always get up with after you know uh, my own sadhana that for everyone you know just asking the whole point of a of a remedy call it a ritual call it whatever is is to gain strength that whatever comes my way just give me strength to deal with that Absolutely. that's all that there is no fix there is no quick fix there is nothing that's why i i, I have chosen to teach jyotish far more than do consults because you know if someone comes in <laughs> i mean there is no fix so sorry yeah. Yeah. but there are long term fixes have to be at it for a certain period of time but i think the best thing that works is prayer is is connecting is some form of sadhana whatever works for you but just understanding that it's coming uh, from a strength of a place of giving you inner strength just give me strength because i've got a face but i've got a face because i've done x amount of negative positive whatever it is i just need that to get by So having some kind of practice with that is something that you're working towards is is always very helpful and the other thing that I always uh, I give a lot of um uh, clients is um fasting mm-hmm. in link with with the graha that talks about their soul journey okay you know there's certain things that like say your 50 60 it's very easy to then realize that okay there are these two three things in my life that have just not there have been a bother yeah you know there's certain things in your life that just <laughs> and you're not really aware of them yeah. as you grow older Correct. unfortunately uh, i mean when you're younger you don't even have a moment's thought to think about the things that are yeah kind of not serving you yeah, yeah but there are those two or three things Absolutely. and they're different for everyone yeah and that is in um, that will connect you very deep with your soul's journey and what are you here to do because we're all here to do something but i don't think we make good use of the time that we have here 
because it's spent in doing a lot of frivolous things but also finding that time to connect yeah and understand that you're part of a very uh, you know meticulously planned grand kind of design and that's what a horoscope tells you that okay this is you every birth is so sacred there's never going to be anyone like carol again yeah yeah that's a fact because you will only take birth at a time where um say those planetary positions come that will help you forward in your journey or that resonate with your particular karma so you will take birth at that time so if i take a picture of the time that you you were born of the sky i take a picture mm. of the sky at the time that is your horoscope exact planetary position that's a static factor and then we work with how planets are moving in real time because they're on the run they're doing their thing mm-hmm. so they will affect you like that and that's how we sort of uh, are able to talk about periods of stress and talk about periods uh, that you can just say accelerate it's yeah. a good time there are times you need to lie low mm-hmm. so that's very easy to sort of but uh, there's no magic wand the work has to come from you I think that's um absolutely great. I've had such a great time talking to you about karma. It's uh, you've simplified it and made it so kind of uh meaningful. Otherwise it's just a word, you know. Yeah. Um thank you so much Pani for joining us on this podcast today and we hope to talk about many more interesting things related to astrology with you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do check our other episodes out with Bani Singh Chadda on horoscopes and reading birth charts as per Vedic astrology and on retrograde planets. Namaste.